of Michigan sports. Red Wings, Lions, Tigers, Pistons, Michigan, Michigan State, and the list goes on. And you love beer. Love beer. Who doesn't? What if we mixed the two together? This is State of My Sports. We'll talk everything Michigan sports like only we do. And then we'll down our fair share of beer from a local brewery. Grading the beer throughout the episode. So pop a cold one on your end and we'll get busy on ours. This is the State of My Sports. That's right. This is State of My Sports. And this is episode 136. Today we're going to talk about the... Kind of some break news that came out of the, the Detroit uh, Tigers world uh, this past week. Uh, just worth touching on. We're not going to make it our, our full segment, but we're going to do it our intro. Uh, then we're going to talk about the Lions dominating performance against the Arizona Cardinals. We'll talk about you know the, how the win affected the draft order and if we believe it really matters yet. Yep. Uh, <laughs> we'll touch on the Red Wings season getting put on pause and really kind of wrap that into the COVID affecting the sports world right now. Obviously, you got NFL football going on on a Tuesday night. So you know things are getting crazy out there. We got to talk about it, um, and also the Pistons ended their uh, losing streak. We're going to talk about that and how uh, they've looked without Jeremy Grant so far. Uh, at the end, we will make our betting hero picks of the week and grade our Sicilianos Market Michigan beer. If you're joining us on YouTube, Facebook, tw- Twitter, or Twitch uh, live, thank you. Please share it. Please comment. Let us know you're out there. We'll read your comments. Um, be part of the conversation. Let us know what you're drinking tonight as well. It's always a good way to get the get the ball rolling, right? Um, before we jump in, I did want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors that help keep this thing rolling and free for our listeners. The Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is the official brewery of State of My Sports. Siciliano's Market helps us pick out the best craft beer from the state of Michigan for each and every episode. Mac Web Design helps us get our website up and running, and Betting Hero helps us and you get the best promotions available in the sports betting world. I am Sam Waltart. With me today, we got Ryan Waltart in his Hello. awesome brother's hat, and Micah Smith in his. Hello. What hat is that? Type A rifle. Type A rifle. That's a cool hat. I like that. Yeah, it's nice. really cool. I like it. Thanks, Very Kyle. Nice. Also, hold on. One. Check. That's one, from Kyle? Two. Check. Yeah. One. Two. All right. I think I'm, I'm good. You got it? Yeah. I just didn't remember where my sound was. Nice. Right. Oh, I'm glad you get, get that all straightened out. Yeah. We but just got to get it figured out. Holidays are officially here. I'm personally on vacation. Another great vacation day. Sam here for an episode. That's always fun, right? You never know what's, what I'm going to say. Wait, were you in work today? You went to work I today. I did work today. But yeah. not tomorrow. Not tomorrow. Awesome. That's, yep. Lucky so, dog. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm Good excited. For you. I am going to go in for a shop lunch, though, because when the office is paying for lunch, you, 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 you go, go to that lunch. You go yeah. lunch. Yeah, so I'm going to spend the morning with the family and then sneak in, eat lunch, and then sneak out. Nice. <laughs> so it'll be, it'll Way to be go. Good. Better, better I, I, sneaky. See, would you guys do that? Like is that is no. that you you don't think that's fair? No, no, it's fair. Absolutely, it makes sense, especially with how you know close you work. Yeah, to, to, from to, home. Yeah, for sure. But uh, and and I don't work very far either. A lot of times, but no, there's no way I would do that. No, I've missed so many company parties and you know for like free lunches and stuff and even beer there sometimes. And yeah, like if I'm home, I'm home. I'm yeah. not going in. Would you, you would you do that for a free yeah. lunch? Or is it weird that I'm doing it? No. You wouldn't do it for a free lunch? No, no, no. What what I'm saying is totally do it. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, good, free food. Yeah, good for you, man. Yeah, yeah. Why not? I don't know. Take I it. was very uncomfortable. So like, I was talking <laughs> to the guys at at the office. I'm like, so I was planning on doing this before weird stuff happened that we don't need to get into at this point. But come um, on, I was gonna do it either way. 
and then uh yeah so i'm gonna I, i'm talking to him I'm like is it weird if i come in just for lunch and they're like no i don't think so why would that be weird like like i don't know like what's a what would people look at like look at me like I'm like <laughs> i don't you, know what like, are you doing here why would it matter and i'm like i don't know so then like the owner of the company like walks in and he goes uh i'm gonna do that tomorrow i'm not gonna work tomorrow and then i'm gonna come in for lunch and then i'm gonna leave so is it weird <laughs> if i do it i'm like well no he's like then it's not weird if you do it and he walked away so i was like all right i feel like i can do it nice sounds like absolutely yeah so Wait, I am, I, am i owner well i'm definitely well, not that <laughs> part part owner <laughs> Very small part. Uh, so it is. It is okay to do that. You guys agree? Yeah. I mean, like, is there a dress code or something at work? Or no? No. No. I'm going to show up. You wear whatever you want, anyways, every day. Pretty show much. Up, yeah. Show up in pajamas. I mean, man. we tr we try to like. There are days that it's like, yeah, I'm going to try a little harder. Yeah. And then days that it's just sweatshirt, jeans. I wear jeans pretty much every day. If I if I get called in to work on a day that I'm not supposed to be at work, which I, I've done, I've gone in on my off days, PTO and all that stuff, uh, or weekends, I will always look as scrubby as I possibly can you know yeah. like i'll wear just be like i'm not supposed to be here yeah exactly <laughs> like i'm wearing a hat i don't care if you know shorts are not allowed i'm wearing shorts yeah you, there's nothing you can do about it yeah carrie did, <laughs> did comment she said she would go in so i appreciate that feedback uh if there's other people out there that want to tell me what they would do i would love to know because i'm still i'm still debating i might text them at like <laughs> well no it's fine go ahead and do it if you want to be a weirdo i don't know you guys said you. you guys said you wouldn't go in so i'm like i'm even more uncomfortable now I don't know. Speaking of uncom uncomfortable, Javi <laughs> yeah. Baez is probably a little uncomfortable. Um, so the report came out uh, this weekend uh, that shortstop Carlos Correa was offered a 10-year deal, uh, contract valued at $275 million. That was according to Busser only of ESPN. Uh, while Correa remains unsigned during the owner's lockout of the players, uh, the Tigers moved on and signed Javi Baez for less than half of that, right? Or a little, a little less than half of that. One hundred forty million dollars for six years. Oh, with that two year, is it two year opt out? Two year opt out. Two year opt out. Um, I want to look at this a couple ways. First, do you think that's a low ball offer that the the Tigers did to yeah. Correa, or like? So, what do you think about that? Is that? I feel like we're gonna if Javi Baez doesn't work out, people are gonna be pissed. And let's say, and, and honestly, the way that this is going with Correa, I'm curious if he's gonna sign. A similar deal, short term, more money up front. You know what I mean, like, like a forty million or, or like a two year eighty million or something. A, yeah, like that? Yeah, like a Matt, Max Scherzer type deal, short short term. Yeah, lots of money. Yeah, could, and I feel like Tigers fans could look at that and be like, "Well, why the heck didn't we do that?" And I want to like, I don't know. I feel like this is going to be an awkward scenario for not only fans because if Javi Baez doesn't work out, people are going to be pissed that we didn't that we lowballed Correa and we didn't get what we wanted out of the shortstop. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, yeah. it's a weird scenario here. So what, what, what were your initial thoughts when you saw that report? Well, I mean, I think, I think the Tigers drew the line, the line in the sand. They said, we do not want to spend $300 million on a contract for a shortstop. doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't, it doesn't, um, you know, I think clearly they wanted Carlos Correa. That's why they extended the offer. They yeah. showed their interest in him. So they, they think he's good enough to invest in long-term. They didn't want to be hamstrung by a crazy, record-setting, massive, long-term 10-year contract. doesn't matter how young you are. That's a long contract. You don't know if he's going to break his leg in year two. You, yeah. don't, you don't know what's going to happen long-term with this, and we've seen other teams be messed up for many years. Uh, the Angels are were incapable of spending money for a long time because they were wrapped up in pools and like two other starting pitchers. They yeah. never pitch. And Hamilton, right? Wasn't Didn't... Josh Hamilton. Josh Hamilton, yeah. Yeah, and like Rangers, you know, they were hamstrung with Alex Rodriguez for years. Yeah. Um, Even after he was, after he was traded. For the third team or something like that. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, like, th 
I don't know. I mean, and you saw A-Rod get worse over time. Yeah, he had his like crazy, insane 2008 or 2009 yeah. MVP season, but he wasn't consistent all those years. So it, you just never know what you're going to get, I guess, you does, know, year in, year out with baseball. It's a little unpredictable. Does Prince Fielder ring a bell to anyone? It, it, there you go. Exactly. Was it was it know. a bad contract to sign Prince Fielder? No, I don't think so. But that was also when they were win now, in win-now mode. Mm. Tigers are still in that rebuild mode. I, I think what it really says to me is – they wanted the flexibility with Javi Baez. They knew he wasn't the best one, which is why they offered to Correa first. They wanted the flexibility that Javi Baez gives them because, look, Baez last year played second base quite a bit. He's played third base in the past. Like when, when uh, um, uh, due to injuries and stuff, he's played third base and played it really, really well for the Cubs well, in Chris the past. Chris Bryant was injured, you yeah. 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 So I mean, he's he's a flexible guy that if you need to, um, if you get your shortstop of the future in a different way, this allows the Tigers to still kind of make structure their team exactly how they want, and they think he's going to add value in whatever position he's playing right now. But but also he still fills that massive need that they had in mm-hmm. the middle of their defense and so, shortstop. So if if correct me if I'm wrong, but you're basically saying that the Tigers are still going to go sign Carlos Correa. And then move Javi Baez to second base. Is that what I heard? No. Oh. Okay. Would I? Would I Dang. like that? Yes. <laughs> That'd be fun, right? <laughs> yes, I'd be game. Yeah, for two hundred seventy-five, but not for three. <laughs> yeah, not for three right. Minutes. Yeah. No, but that, that, that's that's, that's the maybe hard part for me. But you it's don't like, know what you don't know what Carlos Correa said in return. You don't know what his he you know he. It's a negotiation. All, all right? reports yeah. are saying that he wants to break the record. He wants to be paid equal or more than Lindor. And I think, like, I don't think that's a player thing. Like, I doubt it's Correa saying, I want to break a record. Agent that's his ear. agent saying, yeah. I can break a record with you. Let's yeah. do this thing. And, and you know what Correa's doing? He's saying, yeah, go for it. Good yeah. luck. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I wish you all the best. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go to on vacation for, <laughs> exactly. for the summer. Like, do you, maybe do you a full year. I'm checked out. Now, yeah. now, what's the likelihood, in your guys' opinion, if he does sign a Scherzer-type deal? Shorter for a I think he giant will, chunk of cash. I honest, honestly, if he does that, I think it's going to be with Houston or the Tigers. That's what I think will honestly happen. And I, look, I'm not saying the Tigers are going to go spend eighty right. million for two years. Like I, I don't think they're ready to do that. As as excited as we are about a Tigers team, but I think he will. I think he would go back to Texas if he's going to do a short term deal. Or sorry, not Texas, Houston. Um, if it's a short term deal, lots of money. If they're willing to do it. I forget what the offer was that they came up with. I thought it was a six-year. I think it was similar to the Baez contract, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. That the Tigers ended up it, it was signing. More, I think it was $180 million, wasn't it? For the – okay, yeah, I think you're right. Korea. Yeah. yeah, that they offered – that Houston offered him. I think I think the most likely scenario with Carlos Correa, he's putting himself in a little weird position. I think everybody wanted to sign early because of the lockout. Um I think the most likely scenario, he ends up with Houston again. I don't know if it's long-term, short-term. But you know he's part of that team. He's been part of World Series. It's a safe decision for him. Champions, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, yeah absolutely. And if the money's and not out park. there, if the money's not out there, then he will do something like that. And go, I think go short term. I really do. I think it's going to be a short term. Lots of money could be the Mets as well, right? I yeah. don't know their their scenario at short or second or third, I guess. But but I or short or third, I should say. What this tells me is if they offered Carlos Correa, let, let's not. Short change this. This is two hundred seventy-five million dollars, ten years. This means that the Tigers are considering themselves in win now mode. They're getting. Oh, yeah. They're getting there. They just have committed to not leveraging their future for one or two players at a time. And 
good on them. I I am fine with that. You can go let, let Torkelson be a better hitter in the, in the end because I think he probably will be. Like go let these young guys turn into something before you're going to go spend that kind of money. For sure. Yeah. Uh, before, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just saying, yeah. Oh, um, since we're talking Tigers, I did want to do a, a quick mention of, of the tragic loss of former Tiger and current first base coach uh, Kamara Barty. Um, I hope I'm saying his name correctly. He played for the Tigers in, from 96 to 99 and then was elevated to the Tigers' first base coach last season on an interim basis and was actually given the job at season's end. Uh, sudden death, I think it was, what, 49 or something like that? So young. Uh, it sounds like he was at his dad's and just collapsed and they couldn't resuscitate him. So yeah, uh, very, very sad. Uh, just sucks. It sucks when anybody loses their life and just thoughts and prayers to, the, to their family, I guess, right? Way too young. Yep. It is time to introduce our Michigan beers for this episode, but before we do, I want to remind everyone of our partner, Sicilianos Market. They are simply the best beer store in West Michigan, located on Lake Michigan Drive, right between Grand Valley State University's main campus and downtown Grand Rapids. Wherever you live in West Michigan, it is worth the short drive for what they have to offer. Whether you know what you want or need some help from their expert staff, Sicilianos Market is the best place for that. They not only have a massive and up-to-date inventory of the best craft beers from across our great nation, they are individually priced so you can mix and match to build your own six-pack. They obviously have a great selection of craft beer. They also have specialty wines, spirits, ciders, coffee, tea, tobacco, and cigars. Siciliano's Market also has the largest selection of homebrew and winemaking supplies in West Michigan. We love that Siciliano's Market is part of the State of My Sports family, and it is who we visit to help us choose our Michigan beers for each and every episode. So please check them out and let them know that we sent you. Ryan, what you drinking? Check one, two. Yep, sounds right. All right, so I am drinking loud, actually. Uh, New England IPA from I was, Grand Armory I wasn't going to tell Brewing. you you were drinking loud. I thought you were drinking a little loud, especially with Hold the on. mic. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, there we go. I'm trying to swallow loudly. <laughs> this doesn't work. Uh, what's cool about this one to me, what, number one, the colors, it just kind of stands out if you're going to be looking for it in a store. Um, a lot of different colors on there, and it's pretty cool looking. But also, there is a Frisbee, which I am convincing myself is a disc, right, for disc Okay, golf. I was going to say, I can't believe you just – Called it a frisbee. Yeah, no, I'm gonna turn. Uh, I'm considering a disc golf from here on. So <laughs> this is a disc golf player. He needs to work on his form a little bit. But uh, it says if it smells too loud, you're too old. So huh. it, it's one of those like probably like that is a hundred percent a disc golf. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because if the smell of the weed that most disc golfers smoke, I was thinking more like if <laughs> if you if you want every single beer to taste like Bud Light, you're old. Oh, okay. Right, if it smells a lot. How does I the guess. beer smell? Does it smell good? Yeah, it's so a, it's new, a New, new England, England IPA. Right? It's yeah, it's really good. Um, so far, so it's, one reason why I picked that one out was because I'm a big Wheeze and the Juice fan from Grand Armory. Big fan of that beer. Yeah, and that's more Number of their one. hazy. Now I was curious if I was going to like that one, so I'm hoping you don't drink all four and I can have one. But oh, I will. I'll drink all four. All right. Well, I, I need to sip then before before it's the end of the day. Well, we'll see. What are you drinking? I am drinking. Seven percenter, by the way. Hazy is lazy. From Haymarket Brewing Company, um, they are in. Where are they from? I should have looked at this. I think before. it's Bridgman. They are. Uh, this one actually says Chicago, Illinois. So that's not correct. <laughs> I think there is one in Bridgman too. Do I have the wrong Haymarket beer here? Like, what's going on? Okay, when, all right, when no, I tag, we're, all right, oh. I see it now. I see it now. <laughs> They're brewed and bottled by Haymarket Beer Company. In Red Arrow, are on Red Arrow Highway, Bridgman, Michigan. But a Haymarket Pub and Brewery is also in Chicago. Oh, so we're supporting Randolph. Illinois, guys. No, 
This is definitely a Michigan beer. Okay. Fighting Illini. San Diego. Is, is this the one that I actually? <laughs> all right, hold. No, that was Green something. The name of that brewery, I don't remember. But so this is their American IPA, six point six percent alcohol by volume, and it is so far really a good IPA. That's that's what I got for now. Nice. What are you drinking, Micah? From the great Arvon Brewing Company, I'm drinking I've heard Cloud of Cover. I've heard of them. It's their New England style pale ale. This one has. Oh. Where is it? What does it have in it? <laughs> oh boy, it has beer. Sorry, it's a beer. This is a big failure right now. Uh, Vic Secret, Citra, and Columbus hops. I've never heard of any of those besides the Citra. What was that's the first new. one? It says it's Vic Secret. Oh, Vic, so that's a secret. V I C secret. Yeah, I think we're allowed to know that. Citra and yeah, Columbus. I don't hops. even think you were allowed to share that with people. Yeah, just shut up. You should have just right. not talked about the Seven point nine percent, though. Seven point nine. Seven point nine. But it's a single the, or is it a double? Single. Oh, color's pretty, nice. Yeah, it's a nice color. I would love to you, see the, the double. Color, color of your beer is very similar to mine. It is. Oh, yeah, it really is. Mine's it's just a little, little bit lighter. A little, little more pale in the yellow. Yeah. yeah. Um, Carrie did jump in. She's drinking from Arvon Brewing Company. Uh, Trade Wind. Trade Wind. Which is a sour, I believe. I was going to say, it sounds like a sour. I think that's the Caracara Orange Sour. Am I right with that, they, Carrie? Hopefully you're... Just let us know. Okay. So we're just going to sit and wait. I think so they have a, really a good couple with the Caracara. Cara. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I'm pretty sure because I, I picture the orange can. Yeah. With trade one, Ryan, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you turn the volume down because I'm about to hit a bump. Hold on. <laughs> Go ahead. Let's try it. Drinking craft beer, having fun, and talking sports in the state of Michigan. <laughs> You're listening to State of My Sports. Sorry, sorry for destroying your eardrums right there. <laughs> before we Not get, on my game. Before we get into the main topic, which is a win for the Detroit Lions of 136, I want Spoiler. to remind everyone that the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is open and pouring some of the best craft beer in West Michigan. The revamped food menu, rotating taps, wine and ciders make the hops perfect for whatever you have going on. From dinner with the family, late night drinks with friends, and everything in between, the Hops is becoming a staple in West Michigan's restaurant community that we highly recommend to our friends and listeners. Taco Tuesday is back, and you can get uh, tacos um, for two fifty a piece, which we actually drank or ate we last drank, week, which we they were amazing. They were so good. The tacos were very good. I forget which ones we all liked, but we liked all of them. Um, <laughs> when it all co- comes down to it, but. Uh, Beef. You can, so yeah, the tacos are two fifty a piece, and pork. pork. But there was a chili yeah. one that we didn't get to try. Now, ooh, yeah, that's so next. next time. Next and time, a, we're and try. a veggie one, right? Yeah, I'm not gonna try that one because um, it's just a chili <laughs> vegan, right? So like, if I'm gonna ooh. get, I would rather eat the chili than the chili vegan. No, see, that's important though because I can bring my wife. She can have whatever she wants. She is more than welcome to come. I can and go eat what she wants. have all the pork. But tacos. I don't want to eat the the vegan. Is what I'm. I'm more worried about myself. I don't want to eat the vegan. What are you afraid you'd like it? Kind of. <laughs> like, what would be in the vegan one? Just go go there, order the vegan tacos, no vegan. <laughs> what, like, I don't know. Is that just something that you, is that a thing you add or is this a thing you subtract? Ooh. You definitely question. subtract stuff, right? I think this is more like theoretical. I don't know if there's a real answer here. <laughs> really? Wow. What would be on it? Like, just order it. Veggies. Ve- oh, really? Yeah, like peppers oh, and all kinds of stuff. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I was yeah. correct. It's caracara oranges, mango, 
peach rings, and lactose. Can I tell? Can I tell you something funny about uh, tacos? Or no? I don't. Can I, I finish the the read? And then yeah, we'll, yeah, then we can that. talk tacos. Sure, I'm down yeah. to talk. I'm I always down we to in, talk. I thought we were in conversation mode. Two fifty a piece, and you can pair it with your margarita seltzer for only three dollars. And the hops is the official beer of State of My Sports in 2021, which is coming to an end. But I think we're gonna get that figured out. Uh, and if you mention State of My Sports, you get a nice little discount. On your first beer, what were you going to talk about tacos? I was gonna, I was gonna say something about about Andrea. I'm not sure if I should. Or no, no, go for it. She doesn't listen. Okay. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. No, I don't know. So you can, <laughs> what about the tacos? Just, what were you going to say? About your discretion. So we're we're going to be making like mahi mahi tacos um, on things on uh, New Year's Eve, right? And Thanksgiving Eve. Yeah, I was going to say Thanksgiving Eve. Um, New Year's Eve, mahi mahi tacos. We're going to be. It, it, I mean, they're going to be really good, and and my wife is like all this stuff. Um, and then, and then Andrea the other day was just like, I, I just died. I thought it was hilarious. She was like, yeah, that sounds great. It sounds amazing. I'm also going to bring chicken and beef and cheese and white tor- or flour tortillas and this and this and this and this. And I'm like, wow, that's everything that you need to make multiple types of tacos. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're gonna have a taco spread taco like bar? i guess like four kinds of tacos yeah it went from one to four really quickly so i love tacos and i, I will too. eat all the i will tacos. never complain about too many tacos yeah but another funny thing that just came to mind when you were talking about new year's eve so i know you guys kind of celebrate christmas on the day before new year's eve right with your family you don't you guys do something new year's like, with eve? your kids the day before new year's eve isn't that when Chris- you usually do christmas, christmas eve eve sorry christmas eve eve yeah so well, sort of. We do we do something special, and then Christmas yeah. Eve morning is when we actually celebrate my family, like my personal yeah uh, yeah close family. But so I was talking to my uh, coworker Jeff, and he does he they're doing the same thing this year. They're doing like a, a fun Christmas Eve Eve oh cool thing. But they came up with a great name, Adam Christmas Adam. So then you have Christmas Adam, and then oh. Christmas Eve, and then Christmas. All right, I like I, that. I thought that was really creative. So that I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna I might adopt that. It's just easy. so I can just call it Christmas Adam. Yeah, it's then easier to Eve. say than Eve Eve. As <laughs> it well, is. Right? Yeah. yeah, I thought Christmas Adam. I thought it was very creative. Yeah. So if anybody starts doing that, credit Jeff from Standard Lifters. Right? Thank you, Jeff. Yeah. New tradition. Exactly. Um, the Detroit Lions put a beating on the NFC's best Arizona Cardinals, thirty to twelve. Yes, thirty. To 12. Wait, who? The Arizona Cardinals. And, and who's the other team? The Detroit Lions. Oh, we man. are talking Lions, that's, not Michigan. <laughs> that's very surprising. Cardinals are 4 and 10? Or, no, yeah, they're 10 and they're 4. They're 10 and 4. That's the other way, Whoa. yeah. They are a 10-win team. Okay, Pete. Jeez. Crazy, right? Um, the nine-minute drive to start the game uh, set the tone in three and out after the unsuccessful onside kick and 93-yard touchdown drive put the Lions up 10 to nothing before Arizona took its fourth offensive snap i read that awfully yeah um oh well people are used to that so they took their fourth offensive step early in the second quarter okay good after the lions were already up 10 to nothing uh they took a 17 nothing lead into halftime and held arizona to two field goals in the third quarter and their only touchdown with 446 left in the game wow it was just a very impressive game on both sides of the ball it was honestly. It was a beatdown. If, if you throw the records, like you know how, they, like when you're watching the game, it has the records below. If you put that, like question mark, which one is ten and three at the time, and one, whatever, and one, yeah, people would be like, yeah, it's obvious what team it is. Like, yeah. and it's not just the ending, of, like the the score, the way that the Lions dominated this football game was 
Absolutely insane. Well, and if like you're one of those people that grew up in like the nineties and, and two thousands and stuff and even eighties and you you were taught like, you know, we don't see color, we're colorblind. Yeah. That kind of that kind of thing. Um you would think that we were like the Buccaneers with Tom Brady on the team because we looked that impressive. <laughs> really? I, I, I don't know where that came from. I don't know how they did that. But, man, that was a complete game from beginning to end. They just they dominated the trenches. The skill, trenches skill was positions. insane. Yeah, so good. Goff um, versus the world? Everybody. Detroit versus – wait. Goff? Detroit versus everybody. <laughs> Goff versus the world? All right, let's talk. So I don't know, man. All right, yeah, let's how talk. We, how do we talk about? Let's this? just talk. I'm going to throw out some numbers, then I really want to talk about this game. I think it's worth talking about. Golf was 21, 26 for 216 yards. The yards weren't crazy, but the three touchdown passes. He's looking more and more like the golf that we kind of expected to see. And I don't want to go overboard with what we're seeing here, but what we're seeing is why he was drafted first overall. And I know that's a little bit of a stretch. Like he's not a first overall draft pick. But like we're seeing, we're seeing the upside of a guy like this. We've seen worst of the worst of this guy, but we're seeing exactly why there was that little bit of hope heading into the season. I think is 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 the safe way of saying it. Um, he's playing unbelievable football. I mean, he really is. He's he's still taking care of the football, but they're going downfield a lot more. And the running game, I think, is really what's opened that up. The play action. He's always been a good play action quarterback. And he's finding his wide receivers. I'm on race round. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Another eight catch game, ninety yards. He got the touchdown. He's a weapon now. Josh Reynolds coming into this team has made a massive difference because because you have a blueprint wide receiver. Yep. He's got the body of a NFL wide receiver. He's got the it factor of an NFL what not a, a he, number one in a on a successful team, but he's got something that you have to worry about as a defense because he's got the body. He's got the the skill. He's got the He's not as young as all these other He's guys. got the previous experience with Jared Goff. Experience. Exactly. Yeah, experience is important. Right? Yeah. They've got that repertoire already. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think that's really a key point because as soon as he came in, Jared Goff has looked better. They've thrown the ball down the field more, and I think it shows what they were hoping to have out of Tyrell, Tyrell Williams, who was injured yeah. immediately. Like, Did he even get any time this year, or was it preseason? Well, it, was, it was first game of the season. I think first game. he got a concussion, and then they had that settlement type thing. Yeah. Um, but then, not only that, but Perriman yep, was supposed Rashad to be Perriman. that, and we released him. He's been okay with with. I think he had a couple big plays with Tampa, and people got all excited about. It, but I'm, it's nothing to get worried about because look at where their wide receiving core is at right now with all these yeah. injuries. So, well, and and, and then Amadara St. Brown, I think, complements Josh Reynolds <clears throat> really well too with that more dynamic, quick route type of guy, mixed with the 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 typical wide receiver like what you were talking about earlier. But it's also like it's also come at a time where Amon Ross St. Brown is now part of the team he's relied upon. He's not just the rookie anymore. He's actually earned his spot. He's earned his playing time. And you've seen that across the board with Derek Barnes and, and yeah. Levi and Wuzurike and some of the other guys that are now getting playing time when they weren't earlier in the year. It, it kind of matches up with the timeline with Josh Reynolds, Jared Goss looking comfortable, Man, they looked great. I don't know. They did. They looked very, very good. It was fun to see the long drives, the running game. I mean, um, Craig Reynolds, 112 yards on 26. This guy's getting 26 carries. Yeah. 26 carries is a lot for a guy that was just I, – I, I don't want to say that the Netflix – like everybody's talking about the Netflix. That's his nickname or whatever. I think it's a little silly. But, like, he's literally off the street and all of a sudden runs practice 26 yards. Pra- yeah. Practice squad to – now uh, he got extended through next year. Yeah, I mean, good for that guy. Yeah. Now is he an answer? 
No. <laughs> like, uh, like I like maybe, maybe. I, I think it's more of an offensive line thing of why he's doing what he's doing. I think we we saw a couple times that he broke out and had zero speed. Like, that's definitely not his. Like, he looked slow as crap a couple times because I think he had a long of, what, 27 yards? That should have been a touchdown. Like, yeah. If he had Swift, any, Swift would have had Swift 50 would at least. Had, Swift would have been <laughs> gone. So, like, I don't think he's an answer. I like that we, we got it. We called him up, signed him. Through through next year, I think that's that's good for him. He's earned it. Um, but I I think this offensive line needs to get a lot of credit too. The way that they're moving, this they're they're they are Michiganing a lot of these really good football games. And, and this shows how important in my mind Taylor Decker returning from injury really was because it doesn't mean that Taylor Decker has been playing dominant football, but but it means that he's a legit NFL left tackle and then mixed with one of the best offensive tackles in football right now with Penny Sewell. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it that's not that that's reality. He has yeah. been playing as well as any tackle in football mixed with uh, you know the the veterans and, and we're still missing pieces on the inside. Jonah Jackson didn't Jonah play. Jackson was gone. He yeah. didn't play. And, and, and we're still missing Ragnar. We're, we're still missing our, our better our best offense lineman. There you go. So like, that so there this team rushing the ball is averaging over 5 yards per carry since Decker's back. Wow. That's impressive. That gets me pumped, doesn't it? Yeah. That tells you exactly what. It tells you why what they're building. Penesuel was drafted. Yep. And you can go all day long about like how how good some of these other defensive players, you know, the Cowboys. What's his name? Uh, uh, Parsons. State. Yeah, Parsons is playing out of his mind. I love the guy. I wanted to yeah, draft we, him too. We, we would have liked him. But the opportunity showed up where a, 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 could be a generational type of talent fell to them in the draft. You you. You build your team around those kind of guys. This is what we were seeing. We're seeing the fruits of that right now, and it's it's so much fun. And yeah, it's a two win team now. We went from one to two. We get it. It doesn't matter. We're looking at how they're playing. We're looking at yeah. the improvements along the way. We're looking at the young players that are playing a huge part in these really well played competitive games, and and how much they've been growing. Right. Yep. And then a couple of things that they really have improved on, or really the first thing that I want to bring up was was third downs. They were 6 of 13 on third down. I know that doesn't sound anything crazy, but that's a nice step up in the right direction. And they did it in key times. So they had four on the first two drives alone. They had a third and four, and then three third and fives that they picked up. They also picked up a, a fourth down conversion, too, in there. So, like, I know 6 of 13 is nothing to, like, get too excited about, but that's a step in the right direction. And they're... And, and what I see there is, is third and four, third and five, third and five, third and five, like, four third and fives. Just this for these first two drives is that's a golf thing. I'm sorry, but there there might have been a run in there, but I'm pretty sure they were all passing plays and aggressive play calling without Hawkinson, without I mean dealing with the wide receivers that we're dealing with, um, which I think is a step up. But it's like when you don't have your Hawkinson like or Swift, I'm wondering if this is allowing Goff to trust these guys because he has to. Yeah. Uh, Okay, I wanted to touch on that because without Swift, who has been his safety net for a majority of the year, he was he was forced to, in a sense, grow. I mean, he he's he's not a one or two year guy. I get it, but mm -hmm. he, there's still growth. There's still upside to Jared Goff, and without his safety net there, he was he was forced to do things that he hasn't done all year, right? Yeah, and throw down the field and actually care about looking downfield for those receivers that may or may not be open and make 
harder throws instead of oh oh there's 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 DeAndre. We'll just dump it down. There's DeAndre. We'll just dump it down. His yeah. his mind and his body had to had to work harder than it's worked all year. I think it's also worth talking about how the change of offensive coordinator from Anthony Lynn. You're going to talk. Do you, do you care this if I just bring that bring that up right J- now? Go go ahead. Jump okay. into it. So, uh, Goff in his last four games, and this was after the injury, and then Dan Campbell took over the play calling. He's 91 of 131 for 898 yards, nine touchdowns, two interceptions. Those are the only, the only stats I have, but that's kind of what I was talking. Like that is a big part of it too. Is yeah. Swift is out, and you have to be more aggressive. But I mean, the the play calling and the 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 relationship, I think, is is something to go on. And you can take it from there. I just want to throw that in, like, kind of steer it into. I, what I think this think. is one of the like basically the third factor that we're talking about, or actually fourth, really, if you think about. I'm on St. Brown, being a rookie, getting his feet underneath him, and, and now he's ready to play. You get Josh Reynolds coming in. Um, you get the the. Jared Goff is playing better, obviously, in the offensive line with Taylor Decker coming back. But now you also have the factor of the play calling. And Anthony Lynn was just boring early on in the year. That That's my best word for it because it was predictable. It was boring. It was yeah. how many third and 13 screens or handoffs can you do? How many third and seven handoffs rushing attempts can you have like are you kidding me like why are you doing that third and seven is a passing down it doesn't matter if everybody knows it you're not gonna outsmart them every single time you're predictable it's easy and 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 i'm not saying that dan campbell has is an offensive genius but there were reports of i don't i don't remember his name uh ben johnson maybe helping out with some of the play calling to the passing game coordinator yeah 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 and, and uh, game, yeah. game planning for the game and also helping out with the play calling a little bit here and there. And they're talking about he's probably going to be the next offense coordinator. Uh, that, it seems like the I writing's heard. on the wall. Yeah. Um, and I think – so one thing that I think was awesome about the way Dan Campbell uh, played this, this – or called this game is he made them so uncomfortable that like – so even in running situations, even the fourth and one, it's like, all right, this team's going to run because that's what they do. No, he threw it again. Well, he did that last week or the week before, and people killed him for it. Yep. And now all of a sudden it works. He's like, oh, it was a great play call. All right, well, let's just be consistent here, right? Uh, but, like, he made him – he was throwing and, – and from what it sounds like, just – he was making it confusing for, for a, a, He's a being defense that's been pretty well. Yeah, unpredictable is the better word. Yeah, thank you. Um, and that's, that's awesome to see. And he's starting to get – he seems like he's starting to trust himself and trust – and Goff's trust them too. It seems like you know what I mean. You you can see that transition. Look, they they could go out against Falcons, have a terrible game, and but it's still progress. And what they did needs to be talked about, needs to be praised in a way because that's something that we haven't seen in a really long time. Yeah, I I keep hearing more and more from Detroit sports talk radio about um you know this team finding its identity. That's like the buzzword right now is identity. They finally yeah. found their identity. They know, and, but you know what? I think they're all right, and I think we all see it as fans. An important thing that you want to have going into a game are expectations. You have to have something that you expect them to do. Aaron Rodgers is playing. We know Aaron Rodgers is going to make some ridiculous throws in third-down scenarios. He does it every single game. Yep. We also know the Packers have a defense that is uh, – Attacking, right? They 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 run downhill. They attack. They're they're pretty aggressive. Sometimes you can beat them over the top. Sometimes you can, you know, ticky tack kind of stuff. 
but they're consistent. You know what you're going to get out of them. You know what type of team they are. They have an identity. Lions didn't have that. Lions were all over the place for a long time. I think over the last, and it's not just this one game, and that's my, that's my, I don't know, my pet peeve is, you know, when the Lions are losing games or even when they're being mocked for winning a game or mocked for tying a game or mocked for getting losing another field, field goal, yeah, yeah. like, why can't we be adults and see that this was a year-long thing where they were growing into themselves, they were competitive for so many games, and yeah, they were losing most of them, but this this team, if you look back with all the insanity, they could have easily have five wins. And I'm not the one that's saying nine wins like some people out there are saying. If if everything goes right in every season, no. But very easily, they those two field goals could have been missed. They could have won in, won in overtime. They could have um, five wins right there. Those just those well, five yeah, wins. Yeah. So I have actually have it here. So Ravens they lost by two points that field goal. Vikings, they lost by two points of field goal. Steelers, they tied. Browns, they lost by three when they were, I think they were up late. And yeah. Browns came back. Yep. I don't remember exactly. Uh, the Bears by two points. Wins against the Vikings. Wins against the Cardinals. And, I, and honestly, you look at the next couple games, Falcons and Seahawks, I think they're winnable games. They really are. It's like... Just don't win too many. What we're seeing here, and I, I have this... <laughs> we are getting... with Where we're at right now, we're getting worst team in the NFL results. But this team is far from the worst team in the NFL. When you look at the bottom feeders that are all that are surrounding the Lions, like like let's say you take the bottom, and I don't have the standings in front. The bottom, actually, I do. Sorry, the bottom seven here or bottom eight. So you got Jacksonville, Detroit, Houston, Jets, Chicago, Giants, Carolina, and Seattle. Look, I, I'd yeah. be stupid to say that the Lions are the best team of that bunch, but uh, scenario wise, like. It's not a bad place to be, and I know it's only eight, so if you want to be the ninth worst team in the NFL, that's really good. That's just what I have here in front of me. I like what the Lions are doing. I like the way that they're building an identity, and it's not just on the offensive line. When you look at this game, Charles Harris, what he's doing, he's having a Romeo or uh, Julian Okwara. Which one's the the uh, older one? Romeo. Romeo. Romeo Okwara type year, and you also have a Warrior who's – Leading, he's third in the league in interceptions. Yeah, like you're getting those guys to start. Like you're you're getting an identity on defense too that's working without talent in key positions. If you can fill those positions with talent, which is easier said than done, look out. That's what I'm thinking right here. And I know I'm a Lions. I'm gonna have those, you know, little blue. blue glasses, <laughs> and I'm I'm not afraid to admit. No, but, but it's not just look out like we think we're gonna be the best team in the league. I think I the, do. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think the point is we have something to build on. We see you, the defense without many parts. We see the defense without much talent, and we think if we added two or three extremely talented people in this draft to the defensive core, man, they, they could actually be pretty good and set this offense up. It's it's hard to exactly say where, say, the Texans are, where Jacksonville is, but I think they're in a worse spot than the Lions because I think right now when you look at Jacksonville, they're in complete disarray. Because of what Urban's done, I, I think yeah. they have talent. Listen, they're they're not a the one thing they're they not have a completely is a quarterback. Un, right, they're not a completely untalented team. Allegedly, but when you look at the Texans, even though they've they squeaked out some okay wins, they they are trying to work themselves out of a nasty hole that Bill O'Brien left. Or yeah, Bill O'Brien. Bill, yeah. Bill O'Brien. Yep. Yep. Bill O'Brien left them in, and so right now, I the Lions aren't in as bad of a position as. Some fans may think. Well, and even like look at Chicago. Look at Chicago right now. They have 
two more wins than the Lions do, but they don't even have their first-round draft pick next year. And Justin Fields looks bad. And Justin Fields does not look like a franchise guy. I think the league is faster than he thought in preseason, huh? I, <laughs> I think he had um, all-American wide receivers that might be some of the best wide, receiver, <laughs> wide receivers in the NFL next year. Wait, that so he was you're saying to Ohio State quarterback might not work out? Again, that's a stretch. Again, who Alan, knew? Allen Robinson. No, but like you go down, Honolulu go down the list. Do the Jets? I mean, the Jets could be. They don't know if their guy that they just drafted is a good quarterback yet. They don't know. Like they have a lot of holes on off their offensive line. One side of it is terrible right now. The other side looks pretty good. Um, New York Giants. I don't want to be in their position. Carolina. What what the Lions Superman. are are starting to become and Injured. and this is my my. What I think they're trying to do is become the Colts. And I know people don't, like, they hear Colts and like, wait, what? Like, Colts aren't that, but have you looked at what the Colts have done since their terrible start? I think they were, what, one and four? And where are they, where are they at now? They're probably leading the division. I think, I I think, think seven and five. Something like that. I know it's not, like, great. They're not the world beaters that this league is used to seeing, you know, the 10-win teams like the Arizona Cardinals that people get all excited about. But they're typically a sound franchise. They're a sound franchise, and what they're doing is they're building – they're becoming great at one thing. That is their goal. And I think that's what the Lions are trying to do. You have to be great at something to become mm-hmm. a great football team. You have to be great at at least something. You know what I mean? It's either a great off front line uh, or offensive line, or it's a great quarterback. I'm a, well, when you had or when you great had defense N- line, Dominican Sue. Yeah, it's I mean like, that 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 was a staple part of the team. Is Sue that was, and then everyone that surrounded him. It was You're, a great defensive line. Absolutely right. I, I listen to Joyke Bell all the time on Woodward Sports, and, and he talks about that team it had an identity with their defensive line. They set the tone from the very mm-hmm. beginning, and it was Sue, it was Fairley. And we looked at Fairley and was like, eh, was he a great draft pick? At the time, yeah, he was absolutely effective, and he was with Sue, and everybody had to worry about that, and they didn't let anybody rush against them ever. Yeah. And then they let their linebackers go nuts, and go crazy. And they scared the crap out of quarterbacks. And they hit hard. <laughs> yeah. They but, really hit hard and they had some young talented guys in the in the uh you know, in the secondary that were looking to intercept right. the ball too. They had an identity, exactly what you're saying, Micah. But not only that, then they also had their quarterback and wide receiver that they could go back to when they needed it most. And and at the time they had Bush and and Joyke Bell as well yeah. to rush. They were a complete team, but really it started team. with their defense. And and my opinion, if the argument is, you know, look at the lines they loot, they they're wasting. You know, of course they're winning these games. Now they're they're making their franchise worse in the end. I'm not buying it. I don't I don't believe that the difference between one and two or one and three overall picking in the, in the draft order is going to significantly change your franchise. It might change the pick. Yeah, it might change your pick, but. If you're looking at the top two guys with Thibodeau and with Hutchinson. It's one or the other at this point. Well, it's one or the other, but it's also one of the the strengths of this team with Charles Harris, the Quarrel brothers that are not playing right now. And some of the other guys, like uh, um, Austin. You'd have to re-sign Charles Harris and stuff, but it's still some. Austin Bryant. Austin Bryant looks pretty good, too. Like they're, They're deeper than we think they are. Yes, we all want the game record that can go in and, and get the – you know, the and we fumble. all want the shiny thing, the thing that the league's talking about, all of that stuff. But, but worst case, we might go get the best safety in football. Yeah. W- worst case, we might go get the number one linebacker in the draft, and you know people hey, aren't, aren't happy with it. Nothing's wrong with going defense with your first three or four picks. There's nothing wrong and with there, that. There's enough holes still in this team, obviously, that you can go any way you want with the draft. 
Right. You really can. If they want to go defense, defensive. Let's say we say say in the second pick, we get defensive end, whatever's left of Thibodeau or Hutchinson. Second I'm not going to complain. Second overall. Not going to complain about that. Where are we going to fall to? If they want to take a flyer on a wide receiver, if there's a really good wide receiver there, that would help everybody. Because, look, we love what Josh Reynolds is doing. We love what Amon Ron State Brown is becoming. But they're not a number one. They're still not. Yeah. And you add a number one, they have to worry about that number one. And that makes these guys even better. You don't need a tight end. You don't necessarily need a running back. If you get one, great. You don't need offense line. If you want to upgrade it, you can. Awesome. Like You don't have to do a lot of things. And with a Warrior, and I'm still not going to write off Okuda. Let's say he, has, he comes back and is good. Could I mean, even be a safety. Could be a safety. But, like, I've heard we breaks. also like safeties, too. Like, I don't know. I, I think this team's a little bit closer than people realize, and we're a position or two away and on each side of the ball that really can make you great. And you can get those guys. Next to great. Not great. I shouldn't you, say great. Very good. You can, you good can get those. Uh, like building, right? You're building a franchise. They're, they'll, they're building blocks. That's, mm-hmm. I think, the, the point. And you can get those guys in the, the second, first round pick. You can get them in the second round, then the third round. Look, we got Aline McNeil, a starter all year on the defensive line in the third round this year. We got, we got um, what, uh, two fourth round picks this year, this last year, who are like building blocks of this team with Amaran yeah. St. Brown and Derek Barnes in the middle. We got a freaking awesome linebacker so far, what he's looked like as a he's rookie. Been he's been good. He's been good. He's been good as a rookie, and we got him in the fourth round. Like that, if if we're letting, if we're letting Brad Holmes make these decisions, year one he passed he passed with flying colors, and with I the trust draft. him with the draft. with the draft, yeah, and I trust him moving forward. But but again, the point is, if we're going back full circle, the argument is that they're getting worse with you know losing on these draft picks. I would argue the complete opposite. We need this team to. Trust 100% in Dan Campbell and his vision and be 100% behind him to build in the team environment, not the way the Jacksonville Jaguars are doing it, but the way the Detroit Lions are doing it. Like, welcome to Detroit. You're going to get, I know. I love that. Yeah, I meant to. You know, like those guys are coming in, like, welcome to Detroit. We're going to, we're going to bite your kneecaps. And this is starting to come to fruition. Yep. And now he's going to be talking to those potential draftees saying, hey, you come to Detroit? You play a certain way. These are the expectations. Not only that, but I think people need to realize you can fill needs in free agency too. Yep. There's a lot of good free agents every single year. Good point. And when you have cap space, yeah, you might have to overpay to bring someone to Detroit. But that fills a hole, a massive hole, and upgrades in so many positions. And like there are – oh, yeah, because, yeah, that wouldn't be an interesting one. Are they going to release him? I like him. Maybe I heard that they might release him. I I love the way he plays wide receiver. I'd I think he would him. be great um, in in Detroit. Um, but anyways, I like mean, I it's said, just, welcome to Detroit. <clears throat> they're setting a tone. They're setting a thing, and we kind of already talked enough about. I think the winning is a bad thing. Look, if you win a couple meaningless games, when it comes to draft day, I'll be disappointed that they yeah. did. But I don't want to write off how important it is to keep playing, keep winning, keep building what you want to build. And I want to see Swift and Williams back behind this offensive line and see what they can do. Because I feel like not only are they gelling, but they're figuring out something that's very impressive. If you can pull a guy off the streets and get 100 yards a carry or 100 yard game, like <laughs> Lions never got 100 yard carries. Nope. 100 yard game rushers. I don't know what And you're we've had about, a couple right? now. <laughs> and the guy that was literally. 
doing what we do on, on the weekends now <laughs> a couple weeks ago now if, if you end up with one or two more wins even don't you kind of just trust Brad Holmes to make the right decision wherever and, you and I think that's really important to, to think about is first round first overall picks as fun as they are they're for quarterbacks they are for getting your franchise quarterback and when it really comes to the top 10 it's position dime a dozen at that point it's you're gonna either hit or you're gonna miss, and it is what it is. And it doesn't matter necessarily. The, like obviously, an edge rusher is great, but you can get a really darn good safety too at eight that changes your franchise. Or you can get David Ajabo, not who could no. I'm just saying who around. could who could no first round eighth overall, and potentially be a complete game wrecker and be the best defensive end. You still don't know these guys have upside yeah. that we're projecting. I forget the stat that I heard, but I think it was eight out of the last forty. First round, first overall picks are like Hall of Famer or something like that. That's a pretty small number. Not as much right. as, and not as large as you would think it would be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's not the be all end all. Right. And, and Mario gonna... Williams never made the Texans a great franchise yep. when he was the clear cut, cut number one. Right. Yeah. That could be. Jadavian Clowney has been jumping around the league. I mean, yeah, he's been good, but I mean, then you also get the Miles Garrett. Yep. But then you also got Aaron Donald, who was drafted, what? After 12? after Eric Ebron. 14? That's all I know. It's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. And who else is the best? Uh, Khalil Mack. I don't know where he was drafted. I think he was drafted pretty, like, right. we 8 can, to 10. We can go get the best linebacker from this class in the mid-teens. Yeah. Your or, GM or 20s. better do their homework. And, and that's, that's what we, all that's, that matters. That's what exactly. We, that's what I think we're excited about. The best safety or is, the best cornerback. It w- yep. Is our GM. We have to trust him. We can't just get the Cade coming Cunningham. We can't luck out every year. We can't be the worst team in the NFL every year and all of a sudden just flip a switch and we're good. You have to have average years and you still find the missing piece. You still get that really good player that makes you better day one. That's what I want is a player that makes us better day one, no question. And for that, that makes me happy. And if we get a couple wins, yeah, it might suck. It might suck to fall down, but I don't care. Get back because up and need some You know what we're seeing is we're seeing the Steelers, we're seeing the Packers, we're seeing uh, the Buccaneers, the Patriots, teams that have never sniffed the top 10 continuously beat some of the best teams in the league. Yeah. Year after year. They're not getting top 10 picks, but no. they're still really good no, franchises. Packers, Packers waste franchise their first round pick every year. Yep, they sure do. <laughs> I love Ex- it. Except too. for Sean. And they I just, love when they And do they that. just laugh at everybody else in the league and they say, Don't worry, our seventh round and undrafted. So pretty good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um one one quick order of business here is golf actually uh tested positive uh for COVID on Monday. Just gonna, like everybody else. Yeah, we're gonna turn this into a COVID conversation here pretty soon. Um he said he had symptoms and sure enough came back positive. Uh, if he can test negative, he can play on Sunday. So one thing that the NFL just recently implemented was if you have if you don't have symptoms, you don't get tested, which I think is a great way to go. We'll get into that here shortly. Um, but he did have flu symptoms, tested positive. Uh, but he also he's, he was on 97 on the ticket. He said, well, I had the flu a couple weeks ago, and they let me play with that. Nobody nobody worried about it, So, um, but I can't play with this. So I don't know. We'll, we'll get into some COVID talk here next as much as we don't want to from the red wings to michigan state we're talking about it this is state of my sports 
All right, we're going to talk. Start. I mean, really, it's this starting as a Redmond conversation. It's going to turn into a lot more than that. Um, basically, the reason why we're going to do that is the the Red Wings season has been shut down due to COVID outbreak in the locker room and really around the league. Uh, the NHL made the tough decision on Monday to pause all operations in the middle of the season. So, all right, I, heard, I read that, but are they playing today? Yeah, I, I also they, heard that they were playing today. The games are finishing up today. There is nothing after tonight's games okay. until the beginning of the new year. So they're going on holiday break a, a little bit early because Correct. of it. Yep. I, I was really confused because I heard – yeah, all right, that makes that it, makes sense. It, yeah, it was confusing. Uh, in an official statement from the NHL's public relations team, the league and its players association have also agreed, or so they put a pause to play, to not to pause any play or practice from December 22nd to the 25th, with current plans to reopen on December 26th, and the first games taking place the following day. Um, so I think that that's changed since since that came out. Um, another news out of the NHL is they agreed, uh, the NHL and the NHL Players Association agreed to withdraw from the Beijing Olympics. Um, and we, I mean, so that's really all I have to say about the Red Wings. Good. And like, oh, all, I think pulling out of the Olympics is very important. I think yep. that's a good thing. I think they should be canceled. Yeah. Personally, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it when they are. Uh, I think it should be. I think it's stupid that they're trying to force it. Okay, so I say that I think it's stupid that I think they're trying to keep it going, but I also think it's stupid that they're going to cancel it. You know what I mean? Like I kind of have those Different conflicting re- re- like yeah. feelings. Like just shut up and do it, or don't. Yeah. But like at this point, just cancel it if you're that worried about yeah, it. Just the stop way that playing the game. Um, exactly. Stop playing the game is a good way to look at it. Um, it sucks when one of the teams uh, gets shut down, but I don't think, and really the whole league in in general. But I, I know NHL halting play is not going to hit like register on anybody's radar in the sports world for the most part. But when it start when we start seeing Tuesday night football, you saw two Monday night footballs. Um things are getting crazy in the NFL because of COVID. They changed their their uh testing, all that stuff, but still people are still hitting the the COVID um list and stuff. It's like things are getting getting pretty crazy. And and I, I don't want to make it a political thing with vaccine and, and anything like that. You guys can Take it wherever you want to. But how do we fix this? How do we stop this from putting a halt to the, the, the sports that we love? I, I have a, a, an idea, but I'm curious what you guys think. Well, the, the NFL has kind of showed us that. that I agree. They care about money. That's kind of okay. how they fixed it. Honestly, like that's why that's why teams are playing tonight, right? Yeah, That is, is the number one reason why they're playing tonight, because they had this this scare in, in a couple of the locker rooms, and, and – I don't know the details of who, not, who's doing what, yeah. but as far as COVID timelines, according to real doctors, this the, I, I don't even know what the NFL is trying to prove because they, they paused it by a day. What, it's it's weird. It's it weird allows, because it allows ridiculous. people to come back from the protocol. Yeah, but it also allowed a lot of people to go on the protocol. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And like, that's the yeah. that's where I think the NFL is. So I think on one hand they're leading, they're going in the right direction with one thing, which I want to get into. But I think that they they're very hypocritical with what they do in their decisions 100%. that they make. And I hate the NFL for it. Um, but I love football, so I'm gonna I, look. If they, I'm I'm game for Tuesday night football. I'm game for Monday night football. Let's let's throw a fr- Friday game in it's, and make it a full week thing. Like, it's easy just to give me do a that. Wednesday off or something. It's you know? easy to do that when you play once a week. Yeah. Right, compared to some of these other leagues that you know, yeah. like how are you supposed to make up all these games if you're going to shut down for 
multiple days, maybe multiple games. Like, how do you fit that back onto the schedule for the NHL, NBA? Like, that's that's not easy. It's tough. I mean, one thing with the NHL is you can because they had the Olympic break that that they were planning on, where the they shut down the league, pause it, so the players can go play. Good point. Now they can say, all right, we can put a pause. We can do it for a week or so and reschedule. Using the time that they set aside with the Olympic break, I think I think the the key here, and and I, I'm not going to make this political. I really won't, but it's worth bringing up data, and it's worth talking about this in a realistic way that everybody can see with their own eyes if they're if they're being true and honest with themselves. These we're talking about professional athletes that are are in the best shape of their lives who are usually healthier have personal trainers have have meal plans for them on a regular basis to keep them in top performance shape at all times we're not talking about pre-existing conditions with these players yeah we're not talking about high risk people players you know on the benches if there are high risk then treat those high risk people individually as needed to make sure they're as safe as possible. But we're talking about people that are almost all uh, have zero symptoms at all, right? They're not showing anything. Mm -hmm. Most of them are completely asymptomatic and they're getting tested because it's part of their protocols. Why are we testing them? See, that's if you go ahead. Sorry. That also brings up a, a good question that just kind of arose to me is you're seeing a lot of this, go throughout all the leagues that a lot of these guys who are in physically good shape, it, it's asymptomatic, right? And then you think about the linemen, whether they're offensive line or defensive line, and this has been something that's been talked about through COVID is it, it targets obese people, obese people and older generational people, right? Yeah. Okay. Immunocompromised. Why, why are we not seeing – offensive linemen and defensive linemen with their immune systems completely compromised, like you said. Yeah. What, why is this? These guys are clipping three to 400 pounds. And it, and it's because yeah. they're, they're still, still athletes. In shape. They're still in good shape. Yeah. And their wind, their lungs, their lungs are being worked on a regular basis. They, they're capable of, of working even yeah. with some fluid in there. They can push it out if they need to. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so I, so I don't mean for this to get insensitive, and I don't think it's going to be insensitive, but no one is passing away in any of these leagues. Major sports. We're, 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 yeah. we're getting mild symptoms. We're getting asymptomatic people left and right. We're not getting hospitalized. So you, you tell me why we're having to pause and try and resurrect seasons as we go and make up rules as we go. I think what Ryan said is perfect. Is like if you're asymptomatic, you don't have symptoms. Why are you being tested? Why are you because, getting tested? Look, do you guys get tested? Do you get tested before you have to go to work? No. Do you get tested before you have to go to work? No. I don't get tested on a. I don't get tested just to go to work. These guys are in way better shape than us. They're healthy people. They have great doctors right there at a second. They get tested on a <laughs> daily basis. Some of them, and they're getting tested constantly. Right there on a pedestal. If you get rid of the testing, you get rid of the worry. That's, I think, the problem, is they're testing to make people... They're, they're testing to get positive results. They're looking for positive results. They're, and, they're literally no, playing and, where is Waldo. And like, not only I'm that... look all around, 
and test everybody and find those problems. And not only that, but they're saying they're also encouraging the whole population to get vaccinated, right? Yep. They're saying that your vaccination rates, if they were only up in the, you know, 90 to 100 percent range, then we'd be good. And by the way, that started at the 60 to 70 yeah. percent range. So yep. their, their goalposts have been moving here. Professional sports. It is like the top of the top yeah, percentages. So, We're talking 95 yeah, to have, 100%. I have it right here. Yeah, so go what, for it. From what I found today, NHL, 99.99 allegedly. Bertuzzi's, um, Bertuzzi's the only one. what they say, the only player, favorite not, player. not vaccinated. Your favorite player. Um, NFL, 94.6% uh, vaccinated. NBA, 97% vaccinated. The league's made these promises to these players that if you get vaccinated, we won't have these issues. You yep. won't be playing on a Tuesday. You won't be missing games. You won't be doing this. And here they are and pulling the rug games. out from under them yep. and changing everything here. And, and we're in and a really key them. point right here in the NFL. Like, let's just talk about the NFL right now. In the NFL schedule that they, they can't afford missing games. They can't afford changing things. Everybody's bye week's already done. So they're getting caught with their pants down being like, well, what are we going to do? We either got to let people play. Or we got to delay games and, and make it even tougher. But you told them you get vaccinated, it's not going to be an issue. Yep. And, and they now all got here vaccinated. they are getting vaccinated, getting testing positive, and not being able to play. Asymptomatic. And no symptoms. And now, vaccinated. the NFL has changed it a little bit. So they're, I think, allowing, I think, so if I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the NFL changed the rules. I think it was on Saturday. It was. They're not going to test people that are asymptomatic, that don't have any symptoms yeah. if they're vaccinated. So they're going to try to get rid of that. But that's another push, another reason to go out and go get vaccinated if a player has already made the decision that they didn't want to. And they've been playing these rules for this this long already, and now they're changing them. I think the and point is— I think, I the think point it's a good is, change, but I think the point is with, with the best athletes in the entire world with these major sports leagues— you do not see an issue with this. Why can't we rely on the data to say that this is not an issue with these elite athletes? Why can't we say that they do not transmit during games? Because the NFL has put a whole bunch of money into this, and they, their data comes back and says they don't transmit anything during the games. It's in it's in the meeting rooms. It's in the the film yeah. studies. It's in all this stuff where things potentially on you know even though they're get they're testing positive, they still don't have any symptoms. Why are we treating this like a pandemic for athletes when for their particular group? It's not. It's not. It's not a pandemic for them. They get the sniffles. Yep. And and I'm and not they downplaying get sniffles it. every year. But I'm but I'm honestly <laughs> when the, when not the downplaying seasons it. Change, you do not get sniffles. And you don't see these elite athletes end up in the hospital even. They're not yeah. getting nope. hospitalized. And some of them come back and say, "Man, that was rough." And you know what? Whatever you need to do with between your players union and all that stuff, get paid during that time off. Like, absolutely. If COVID hits you hard, you should take your time and rest and not be forced to come back. But what we're seeing is NFL players who don't have those guaranteed contracts who rely on playing every single game are getting punished and not collecting their paycheck mm -hmm. when they have no symptoms at all. And that is messed up. No, it's I not agree. a guaranteed contract for them. They need to play in the games. They need to be healthy to be supporting their families. Right, like no, why? I, I why, yep. why are we discounting that? It, it it seems like complete crap, and I I just go back to you don't get tested to go to these games. You don't get tested to fill a eighty thousand seat stadium. Yeah, now you do. And I'm not saying you. I don't think like I, I'm not saying I you, I want to <laughs> do, do that. Like like let's not even think that is a thing. But you can't go play on a field without getting tested. Stop testing. 
when it's when it's not needed. That's, Stop testing when it's not needed, yeah. and <laughs> yeah, we can talk about when it's not needed. Right. Well, that can be a but different that's discussion. And we but don't want to get yeah, political. we don't need to get it. But like, <laughs> we're we're straight <laughs> no polit- politics here at all. Exactly. And Common look, sense, people. To be honest with you, I can live with Tuesday night football. I can live with mo- two Monday night games. That was fun. Yeah, I even can a Wednesday. Live, I can there. live with the NHL pause this time of year. But if you start messing with my Michigan Wolverines. Heading into don't, this playoff, don't even man. say it. That's don't. in the, but that's something that we're not hearing at all. I know. What is college doing that's working? Because hey. I didn't hear about one player missing COVID. And what, what if JJ ends up being the starter and he crushes? <laughs> well, you know what <laughs> I mean? No, like, just don't, don't take this from me. This yeah. is the little happiness yep. I have Hold in this phone. state I, with sports right now. Listen, I, I don't want it to get even to a five-minute conversation. How many? We're sitting good on time. How many? rushing the fields have you seen this year <laughs> in the NCAA? In these universities okay. that are – never mind. <laughs> that's, that's did, did you watch Michigan versus OSU? I saw – How <laughs> many people versus that were not tested for COVID <laughs> were out on that damn field? They were pumped. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and you hey, think those athletes listen, were afraid of going, no, oh, no, 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 hold on. No, <laughs> listen, no, stay back. Listen. <laughs> I, no, they were fight song all, did, all day did long. I, did I love it? They were singing. You can't sing. Hundred yeah. percent. You got to pump it up. Is that? Don't so, you know? Is that a new thing? Is that a new thing? I, I oh, yeah. heard. Is it? I've never heard that. But I need to look it up. Oh, I I downloaded it that day. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding? Is me? that something that just Michigan does? Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I like it too. So yep. that's their own. Is that was it after the game or when was it? The, do they, they do it they, like at a I specific time? I want to. It was all year. I got to double check. I think they had that DJ there at that game on the sideline with his little booth set up, and the and the people in the box let him have it, like let him have control of the sound during certain times. If I just times. look it up on the Pandora, will it come up? Pump it up? Yeah. Yeah. All right, I might have to do that here before the, the episode's over. But, like, sorry, I, I can't read these right now. I'm sorry. It's a little too far away. Micah, do you have any of those comments? Uh, yeah, Carrie says, you? you better knock on wood, Samuel. But oh, the, well, t- talking about Michigan. No, I, look, right? that's my biggest but, fear. Yeah, I don't care if anything we're, gets we're shut not down. It's gonna or not gonna happen. We're just saying, uh oh, don't mess with it. Yeah, don't do it. And I'm just I'm confused of how all of these bowl games are even happening. No problem. I'm not hearing about. I mean, Western Michigan plays. Like I haven't heard if they've missed anybody from COVID. And Michigan's a disaster. The state of Michigan with the COVID rate, like. I haven't heard any of these things being a problem, but all of a sudden, when it comes to what people are talking about it right here, right now, it's a really big problem. Isn't Michigan like statistically the worst? I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I what? You know what? We're not going to get yeah. into it because <laughs> I saw a stat today. I don't even want to bring up. Yeah. So. What? Why? No. Is it political? Oh yeah. Oh, all right. We don't want to do that. No, absolutely not. We don't want to get political. Yet. Nope. I, I, at We're least yet. Sports, at least baby. yeah. We have nobody could read. We don't read have enough. News. We don't have enough enough listeners to lose any. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. We're doing awesome. If it's craft beer in Michigan sports, we may not be the authority, but we love both like a fat kid loves cake. Hot, hot! Are we on to the national budget? Oh, I think sports. <laughs> What's that? Are we on, are we going to talk about balancing the budget now? The national budget? You want to federal? You want yeah. to just turn it into a political? Yeah, budget? let's just kind of do that. Maybe we'll get more listeners. <laughs> it's an impossibility right now. Hold yeah, on, Mike true. is going to tell me something. 
I don't know why he's telling you something when I'm literally doing this for you. Uh, the Pistons ended their losing streak, um, and we want to talk about the early reviews without Grant. Um, so on Sunday, the Pistons ended a record-tying 14-game losing streak with a win against the Chicago Bulls, 100-290. No, 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 no. Now, what? It was not the Chicago Bulls. Who was it? Miami Heat. Sorry, Miami Heat. Yep. Thank you. I wrote that. I, I, all right, Miami Heat. Thanks for. See, this is why I need you to listen. No, yeah, I appreciate you listening. I'm listening. You I'm are here listening for you. to the Miami Heat. I got gotcha. uh, Hundred to ninety. Um, for some reason, I didn't watch this game. I don't know why. I usually watch all the Pistons games, but <laughs> I looked up the stats. Cade Cunningham, four points, three rebounds, ten assists, which is awesome. In uh, 31 minutes played. What's going on with this? Like, so yeah. I, I mean, this is you, Ryan. Like. Well, I watched. I, I watched the whole game. You watched this game? Yeah. Um, first of all, Miami. Miami's a really good team. They are third, uh, fourth, fifth in the conference. I think right now in the Eastern Conference, they were without um, almost all of their really good players. So okay. Jimmy Butler was out. Tyler Hero was out. Um, Bam Adebayo was out, and they still have some other good. They're a good team, so they have some some guys that can step in and, and play. Um, but I think. This game was important because of a few different reasons. And I'll start with Cade Cunningham. Uh, it's been talked about a little bit, but he had four points in this game, 10 assists, but he was two for four from the field shooting. He shot four times all game. And you might look at that and say, why was he not included in this game plan? Like, what happened? But the truth is, he was double teamed the entire game. Really? Other other teams looked at the Pistons and said, you don't have Jeremy Grant. Sadiq Bey can't hit a shot. Cade Cunningham is the best player on this team. We're going to take him out of the game. And what did Cade Cunningham do? He kept his pace of play, which is slow and, and methodical, and, and he makes the right decisions. And he passed the ball to the open person all game long, and he could have had more than 10 assists, but he decided not to shoot, and he was prioritizing the team over himself. And this is the reason we we drafted him, and the reason I feel so good about this draft pick you know, this time of the year. And it's not because of the, the stats he puts up on a game-by-game basis, but it's how committed he is to winning. And the rest of the team, they all responded. Sadiq Bey, 26 points, 3 of 6 from 3-pointers, 7-13 shooting, 9-10 free throw, um... Frank Jackson's been been exactly who we knew he would be, a scorer off the bench, 12 points in this one in 22 minutes. Uh, Hamadou Diallo has earned his starting job on this team right now with 15 points in this game, seven rebounds, seven of 10 shooting from the from the floor, and I think he's like top three in all of basketball with his uh, field goal percentage at the rim inside the paint. So he's finishing like nobody other because he's athletic freak. So. I, I thought it was worth talking about because, you know, Jeremy Grant gets injured. Yeah. Everybody thinks he's the best, best scorer. The best player in, yeah. in defensive and offensive on the team, but yet the team looks more competitive and playing better as a team overall since his departure. So um I don't I don't do you have an opinion about this? So one thing that I heard driving into work today was Detroit before Sunday was the worst, statistically worst shooting team in NBA history. Yeah, terrible. And then they hit some shots. And that's really the key, is if if the shots are falling, you're going to win, obviously. 
So I wasn't watching the game. But are the shots falling because they're getting more open looks because of what Cade was doing? Is that basically what you're saying? Is like he was drawing the attention and then he was hitting the open guy and they actually were hitting the open shots for this time? I, th- I think, okay, so just hear me out because I think the what you see is Killian Hayes getting more shots and, and more open shots. He had 11 points in this game. Uh, Isaiah Stewart had seven points, but the game previous he, in 20 minutes he had 16 points. Um, Sadiq Bay has been the the main scorer for this team since Jeremy Grant's departure, and this is I think really important because he owns the identity of a scorer when other when he doesn't have to defer to other guys, and so he took it upon himself. This is more of a challenge for him, an opportunity. Jeremy Grant's shots had to go somewhere, and Sadiq Bay, uh, Cade Cunningham, Killian Hayes, these guys are absorbing those shots. Frank Jackson, um, you could even say Trey Lyles in, in some ways. I, th- I think it's important because the team right now has to find who they are without Jeremy Grant because Jeremy Grant is not going to turn – he's not Kobe Bryant. He's not going to turn the team into a competitive team just because he's out there. Yeah. We, we we know that to be true. Yep. What he what Jeremy Grant should be, and the reason I've always wanted to keep him, is I want him to be a part of the team. I don't want him to be the leader of the team. I don't want him to be the main scorer of the team with the balls in his hands and he's making critical decisions. That should be Cade Cunningham, and that's what we're seeing right now. So one thing we noticed last year, as soon as Blake Griffin was gone, the the way that this team played completely changed. People adapted roles. People got comfortable. People got yep. okay with, all right, I'm going to do, I can do what I want to do now because I'm not catering to Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin's not running this offense. Is that a similar situation? Not saying Grant is the cancer that uh, I think Blake Griffin ended up being early last year um, in his time, but is that a feel like it's, it's almost a, a better scenario without him because it allows these guys to be like, we're not going to be so passive. That might be a better word. Um, to, yeah. to Jeremy Grant. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you, I think it's actually a positive for this team in two ways. One, it shows the coaches what this team could be without Jeremy Grant, and it shows their the general manager what the team could be, Troy Weaver, without Jeremy Grant. Was the head coach back for this game? Yeah, he, he, was. Yep, okay. he was in this All one. Right. Um, I know he was gone. Well, for a that's a few. good question. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I don't remember if he was. Okay, I think I think he. Uh, I think that was his first game back, but I'm not positive. No, I that. don't think so. I he think, wasn't. Yeah, I don't okay. think so. But not that I, it really matters. It's, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. But but anyways, I think Troy Weaver sees the team without Jeremy Grant, and he can evaluate whether Jeremy Grant's trade value is worth uh, whatever return they could get on the market, and then how that would impact the team moving forward. So so this is like a little study. He's collecting data. To know and it's going to make an informed decision moving forward. But then the other side of it is, again, we're spreading the shots around. We're seeing Hamadou Diallo. Is he a, a key guy? You know, I've been really disappointed with some players on this team. Josh Jackson has completely disappeared from the team. He doesn't make good decisions. He turns the ball over. He plays really good defense sometimes and really bad defense sometimes. And he's just not trustworthy. Okay. So... He's lost his role. But other guys like Frank Jackson, he's established his role in this team. He's a six-man, seventh-man guy off the bench, come in and give his spark plug to the team. Is he a starter long-term? Probably not. But but he's a Seth Curry type. Okay. Right? He's a scorer. And then Amadou Diallo, he has I, – I, 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 I don't even know where to go from here, but I think 
that is the that is the positive you can take out of it. One, the GM make, can make a, an informed decision on Jeremy Grant's future, but then also these guys are getting used to having the ball in their hands, making these decisions, feeling comfortable with their own game. So if Jeremy Grant does come back to this team, they're not a deer in the headlights being like, oh, no, the team's relying on me. No, they have experience in that now. One thing that stands out to me just on paper, again, didn't watch the game, Luca Garza, five or sorry, seven minutes, five points, two rebounds. Who, who, he was the darling in the preseason. People loved him and getting all excited about him. I'm not saying he's a franchise-changing player or anything like that. But who's in his way? Why is he only getting seven minutes? Does he deserve more time? Because I see five minutes and seven or five points in seven minutes. That'd be nice. Nice change of pace here for the Pistons. Is that is Diallo in his way? Like who? Who? I, I, again, I don't know what positions anybody these guys play. Who's getting the minutes over Aluka Garza, and do you think he should get a, a better, better look? All right, so I don't. <laughs> Luka Garza is in Luka Garza's way. He's so slow. Well, running, then how's he running, scoring five points in seven because, minutes? Because like Big Bird. Yeah, because he's very skilled. He he is a talented scorer. He can shoot from the outside. He's a great finisher underneath. He looks like based on the numbers, he finished two underneath and missed two three pointers. Is that what I'm looking at here? Because yeah. he was two of four with oh for two at three point. He had a three point play. Oh, he did. Yeah, I mean he got fouled on one of those. He made a free throw. Oh, gotcha. All right. Or or he missed one. I don't know. But Luca Garza is um, one of the things coaches hate. Mo- the most is when you give a turnover away that turns into an easy bucket. Okay. It's like trading a possession for the other team getting points. It's like it's a double negative. It, it hurts you twice. One of the things that Luca Garza does, if he crashes the boards, if he if he goes for an offensive rebound, he is so unathletic that guys, most other centers will beat him down the floor of the other side, and very often turns into a layup, an easy bucket where they don't have to earn anything so he's basically the exact opposite of isaiah stewart he is okay. one 100 and and it can work in some ways and i'm curious on how the team can get him in the game more often and really uh hide him on the defensive end i think if he was to just like play an off the center role and then maybe jump out to the corner here and there to provide length and just hope that the guy misses three-point shots i think that could work because he adds enough value on the offensive end to be a useful part of this team. And I guess that's where I'm curious because we could sacrifice a little bit of defense for a little more offense. Yeah, but Because it, we're, we're losing games because we're not scoring. It's one of those things, like if you're a coach though, and, and maybe hockey yeah. is different, but yeah. if you're a coach and you, you put a guy on the second line and he goes out there and he's immediately in the wrong position and they immediately go out there and score, you're like, you Come on, like it, that might be the most frustrating thing for you because you put him out there to do something, and now the game is completely getting out of hand. That's that's an example of what can happen when Luca Garza goes out there. Okay, and I don't want to I don't want to call him a bad player, but he is just so heavy footed. He's such a liability on defense, and they they make him guard other centers because he technically should a be a center, and we don't have big bodies. For somebody else to be a center, but let's just say we have a seven foot two big center dude that and Luca Garza plays the four. It might be better for him. I don't know because 
maybe he's not in the pick and roll as as often. But I'll tell you what he what they what other teams do. They see Luca Garza in the game, they're gonna put him in pick and roll situations and try to get him to to um to uh, uh you know just be unathletic. To <laughs> Yeah, to, to to trade off on the other guy in the point guard and then just get beat off the dribble. Okay, that's what they're hoping happens every time. So, and for me, like as again, far from basketball guy, like I just look at it as the other team's going to score. They're going to score whenever and however they want. It's just as basketball, and it's all about keeping up with it. Yeah, and I know that's not that's that's not that's like that's a simple minded way of looking at basketball, but like. One guy's not going to take the shot every time, no matter what, <laughs> you know. So keep him on the on the court. Make them worry about him on the offensive side of the the floor because that'll make everybody else better on the offensive side of the floor. If they have to worry about him on the offensive side, like who who's getting his playing time is, is, is I guess my question. Is it Isaiah Stewart, or could it be uh, Diallo? Well, I think it's or a Sadiq Bay. Probably not a Sadiq Bay. Obviously not a Sadiq Bay, right? No, I think it's Trey Lyles is really getting his playing time. So what does he do defensively? That's like, like I, I'm, I'm he, sorry, but he like, can stay in front of somebody and make it make them earn it. That that's the whole point. If if you can get a guy to take a fifty percent shot or a forty five percent shot or even a sixty percent shot, it's a lot better than a hundred percent dunk. Okay, and that and that's Luke no, that makes that makes more sense. You All know right. what I mean? Yeah, the so, dunk. The, yeah, and and not only that, but then it's just deflating because you can. But am I wrong that this league is all about three point shots, anyways? Not all, but I think what what we have here with Luca Garza is he has a lot of offensive ability and skill that can add a lot of value. So now it's up to the coaches to be creative enough to figure out a way to get him on the floor. Right, right. I mean, that's that's their job now. Like, how do you hide him on defense? But one thing you've brought up with Dwayne Casey for a long time. Or I think he talked about it the last couple of weeks was he has always been a coach that you have to earn it completely. Yes, and that's that's falls on Garza is earning it defensively, whether it's responsibility or just getting more athletic or he's starting to feeling earn it. it. He's yeah. starting to earn it. Yeah, and, and and maybe it goes away once you know all these guys on injury Look, it, come back. If, if if this team's ever going to be legit, Luca Garza is not going to be our part of it. He's not the reason. Well, right? he's not going to really be part of it. Yeah. Right. Well, like he he's could, he easily could be, replaceable. He could be. He could be a bench player and and be a, a part of it, an important part of it, maybe. But he's not going to be the reason for it. Yeah, he's not going to make us a he's contending be like a Luke team. Luke Walton. Yeah, yeah, right? that's not bad. <laughs> like I know he's a bigger guy, probably. Right. I'm thinking more like Robert Ori on the Spurs. <laughs> well, I think we would take that big shot, Rob. That's what I'm saying. He could come in and make really important shots, but he's not the reason the Spurs were good. The reason it was yeah. because of Ginobili. Parker and and Tim Duncan. Yeah, right. Uh, no, that, that makes sense. So, are we good with the the Pistons talk? Yeah. What else do you want to talk about? The more you have something else to talk about? I have nothing else to talk about other than making our picks. So, are we, are we good to go to that? Or yeah. You want to talk anything? Else? You want to go? You guys go, did great. You want to go back to like the. The, I learned the, a lot. The, the the Lions talk. We can go back to Lions. We, we you want to go back that. to Lions? I, I would I love to go back to Lions. I kind of want to know. Uh, Where are we sitting on time? I kind of want to know Micah's take on Killian Hayes. What do you think? <laughs> oh, I love his <laughs> name. His name is great. I do like his, his name. name. Yeah, Kill? not bad. I mean, Killian. eleven points. Right? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Killian. <laughs> Killian. Right, we can move on. I think. Killiana. Thank you. Is it Killian? I do love talking Pistons. I think next year's draft <laughs> makes with this year's. Talent pool, 
I'm I'm getting pretty pumped. I'm already doing mock drafts in NBA too. From the Red Wings to Michigan State, we're talking about it. This is State of My Sports. I should do a better job of keeping track of which ones I've used already and which ones I haven't. Yeah, I think you I used, used that this one. one. <laughs> I haven't used this one. You just do all of them? Not bad. Have Maybe. I done this one? Drinking craft beer, having done this fun, one? and talking I sports. I know I did the Kid and Kate one. Did I do this one? Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. <laughs> what do you each other now? He's drunk. Look at him go. Yeah. <laughs> this is good radio. Hi, Ryan. Tell us a little bit about Betting Hero. Oh, you always do this to me. Betting Hero is this the best way that you can support State of My Sports. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. If you want to make some free money, if you just want to, like, bet on sports... And, for and not free. for free, and then get free money out of it. Then go to bettinghero.com, promo code MIBETS. They will lay out every single promo code available to make sure that you win as much money as possible and make it worth your time. Your money that you have to invest just to get it started, they'll pay it back for you. You cash out, walk away with some free money. Go do it over and over and over again. They will lay out every single betting platform, online platform available in the state of Michigan and legal. Um and bettinghero.com promo code <laughs> MIBETS. <laughs> oh, bettinghero.com. I was so I proud of I knew you did something. I was looking <laughs> yeah, at you. I, know, I saw you. You're see staring me at me, and I, I noticed a little oh. twinkle in your eye, and I was like, he's up to something. <laughs> I was just waiting for the Jaws music to trickle he's in. He's just trying to make Kyle proud. <laughs> Do I go too long on <laughs> No, no. I was just messing betting? with you. Most of the time, you're like running up to go to the bathroom. I know. Yeah. That's usually my bathroom. Like, I want to right now. I want to go up and go well, to the bathroom Can we right get now. our picks on first? That's what I thought you'd say. We're going to start with some college picks. Here we go. All right. Um, Ryan, can you explain betting hero? Never mind. I'm just Betting hero. <laughs> oh. um, Micah, nice week last week. Five Thank and you. two. You have taken over Kyle, who went two and four. You are Whoa. 63 and 50 overall. Kyle is job, 60. Kyle. And fifty-three, Ryan, you went three and four for fifty-eight, fifty-five overall. Ayo. I am almost to five hundred. I went five and two, solid week for myself. Fifty-six and fifty-seven overall. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose. <laughs> maybe, maybe we got time. Maybe. I could win this whole dang thing too. You never yeah, know. Yeah, you, you won't. We're gonna start with the Gasparilla Bowl. Oh, what? The Gasparilla Bowl. What's a Gasparilla? What is that? Isn't that a drink? A Gasparilla. That's embarrassing that Florida zone. I don't know, is it licorice? I don't know. I thought it was a type <laughs> of tortilla. Somebody look it up. Huh. I want to know what a Gasparilla That's is. Gasparilla. What is Gasparilla? <laughs> Gasparilla. Uh, <laughs> all right, you got UCF <laughs> against in-state rival-ish Florida. Florida is a six-and-a-half point favorite. Micah, who are you Florida, taking? Florida, you're in transition. You suck. Everyone hates you. Go UCF. Kyle's taking UCF as well. Ryan, what are you doing? Holy cow. I wanted to take UCF, and I thought it was going to be a hot take. I'm going Florida. No. I'm going Florida as well. I got to make up some ground. <laughs> That's kind of where <laughs> I'm at. But also, like, take the better team. I know yeah. that they lost their coach and stuff. That's what I'm saying. All right, so Sarsaparilla is a, a drink 
according to the comments. What is Gasparilla? Gasp. No, it's Gasparilla. (gasps) Gasparilla. Arilla. I don't know. You like how I did that or no? It's something with Florida. Florida, It's Florida related. I'm sure it's a Florida Florida Bowl. Um, Quick Lane Bowl, which is in Michigan. And you got Western Michigan against Nevada. Nevada is a seven-point favorite. Michael, what are you doing with this one? You mean Nevada. Nevada. Uh, Kyle's taking Western. Whoa. Ryan, what are you doing? You know, Western's got some good players, and Carson Strong of Nevada, the, the quarterback, he's there's some rumors that he's a little injured. Maybe me? I don't know. Wait, he's not opting out like everybody else in this world? No, I think he's, I think he's playing. Is he? Yeah. Uh, I'm going Western Michigan. You're supposed to have your pick in. Sam? Yeah. Well, that was, I, almost wrote, I, I was waiting for you guys to ask me. That'd be nice <laughs> if you asked Sam, me. Hey, How's Sam. What's your pick doing? What you thinking, buddy? Can I'm going go, to go Michigan. Michigan base. Wait, what? Western Michigan. Oh. Hey, yo. Michigan say, man I, over here. I was going to say, Michigan's not playing. I should have just not started. The, I should, that was awful. Oh. <laughs> I apologize. What you, oh. The pick oh. is in. <laughs> Who do you get taken first overall? All right. We're moving yeah, to the I NFL. Don't, I don't know. We're going to go Colts at the Cardinals. Minus one and a half. Yeah. Micah, how uh-huh. are you doing? Listen, boys. The Cardinals are going to have another meltdown. Oh. You think so? Jonathan no. Taylor is going to take control of this game. Yep. Ryan. Well, Kyle's taking the Cardinals. Oh, okay. Oh, well, that's foolish. I'm taking the Colts. I'm taking the Colts as well. I think the Colts have everything going right right now. And yep. Lions just got 100 or almost 150 yards, I think, on the ground against them. It'll be interesting to see what Jonathan Taylor can do to these guys. Yeah, he's going to. That guy is on fire. Next, we got 49ers at the Titans. Titans, a three and a half point underdog. So, plus three and a half. Mike, what are you doing? Uh, Mike Vrabel's a joke, and the 49ers are playing good. I'm going to take the Niners. Ryan. Kyle's taking the Titans. I really should take the 49ers, but I got to make up ground specifically on Micah. Uh-huh. And Titans are one of those teams where they just win dumb games they should lose, right? And they lose d- dumb games they should win. So I'm going to go tight. Uh, what, what am I going? Yeah, Titans. <laughs> Titans. <laughs> Sam? Uh, Sam? What Sam, you got, what do you buddy? Think? He's, he's, he's take changing the his pick. Decision time. I was going to take the Titans. Come on. He's supposed to catch me so he's not in last place. That's, that's what, my that's, goal. That's that is my goal, goal but yeah. I'm going to stick with the Titans. The Titans make more sense. I don't think the Cardinals, or 49ers, we're talking 49ers now. Um, Still don't think the Cardinals are good. <laughs> I don't think the 49ers are good either, though. Like, I think they're, I, I do. I think this is going to be a, a letdown, step up type thing. I think the 49ers are better than people think. Garoppolo, next. Lions <laughs> quarterback. Jimmy G. Hey, Jim G. I wouldn't be mad. Better than Goff. All right, I'm taking Titans. Or Russell Wilson. Next we, <laughs> all right. Next we got Browns at the Packers. The Packers are minus eight. Micah, what are you doing here? I'm gonna go with the Packers. They're at home. It's Christmas Day. I think the Browns are kind of dysfunctional away, and I think the Packers are just that much of a better team. I'm gonna go with Packers. Ryan, 
Yeah, I agree. I don't think the Browns' offense is going to do much against the Packers, and I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have the right game plan and know exactly what the Browns are going to try to do against them. Browns are notorious for close games. Notorious for close games. There you go. So I'm going to take the Browns. It's just too many points. I, I think it's going to be a six-and-a-half, seven-point win for the Packers. Packers are easily the better team. That's just too many points for a, a, a good enough team. Yeah. I think that the Browns are. Yep. What Especially Kyle defensively. Oh, yeah. Kyle took the Browns. Is Kyle selling the podcast? Uh, No. Oh. He's not on it. Right. He's, <laughs> he's just, still making he picks. He makes picks. Yeah. <laughs> he makes picks. I don't know if he's coming back. John's coming back, allegedly. So Yeah, I've heard that before. Uh, yeah, I know. He said after the holidays, John is coming back after that. I'm holding him to that. King Kyle's Kyle just like, he ignores picks. He ignores my text when I'm talking about the podcast, and then as soon as I say something about non-podcast, he's back in. Oh, there we back, go. So. There we go, Kyle. Um, hey, Kyle, you need to come back so we can talk non-podcast related topics. Yeah, because off with, air. without without. Yeah. You, oh yeah. Well, even when he's not on, I'm just like, yeah, I don't have to water it down with a yeah. fun topic anymore. <laughs> no, we just talk about sports. <laughs> We've had enough <laughs> sports to talk about. Though. It's been a good a good time lately. But anyways, Bills at the Patriots. <laughs> been a good time. Bills lately. at the Patriots. Michigan's doing well. Bills are minus two and a half. Patriots what? are minus two and a half. Did I say Bills at the Bills? Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah. And then I said Bills are my. All right, dude. you How can much did you can drink before the podcast. You can tell he's vacation Sam. Oh, vacation Sam. Is this Sam the all first way. glimpse of vacation <laughs> Sam today? Because honestly, I, I'm not like this is beard too. When I first got to Florida, Sam was full vacation mode. <laughs> Well, this bottomless mimosa slash Bloody Marys, of course I'm going to take And I had driven for 14 hours. I was like, not in the mood, everyone. <laughs> At least I didn't Shut puke up. in the van. Don't puke in the van. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't me? Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> you know on what? The floor? It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> Puking in the bedroom? It wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> Puking in the bed? It wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> Man. Where are we at? Oh, boy. Bills at Patriots. Patriots minus two and a half. The Bills are going to get Bill Belichick bad. I think the Patriots are going to walk on the Bills, to be honest. I was taking the Patriots. Ryan. I'm taking the Bills. I am, too. Did I say Patriots? Yeah, you did. Yeah, okay, good. There's a lot of Bill and Bills. You said just, Bill I'll, Belichick. I was just, <laughs> yeah. just making sure that I took you the said Patriots. You Bills a yes. lot. I think is an illegal Patriots. check. Patriots, for sure. All right, I am taking the Bills. I, I think the Patriots got a little exposed last week. I think Mac Jones. There's tape on him now, and people are going to take advantage of it. There's He's tape. He's Ryan's good, like, dang it! I wish I would have take, taken him now. Mac Jones? Yeah. Uh, He's one of the only guys I would have wanted to uh, take. <laughs> no, I don't mean in the draft. I'm oh. talking about in this game. He's he's in draft no, Bills. mode. I'm in Bills. I am in draft mode. Hundred <laughs> percent in draft mode. I am everybody. down to get. In, I cannot wait to do mock draft 1.0. Like I am. Waiting to do mock draft one point, but I'm waiting till it sit. Also, till we know where we're set. Also, I'm just gonna announce it here, so I'm held accountable. I want to do player rankings and even a maybe even a state of my sports big board. What do oh, you guys think? Hey, that's I am cool. completely I like down. A yeah. whiteboard right here. I could do that. Seriously? Yeah, let's do That'd it. Be cool. Yeah, big board top fifty prospects. I like it. Hey, you guys tell me what you. That means do. you got to do some research too. I would love to do research if I Let's felt like it. it was actually going to happen. Oh, it's going to happen. 
All right, so you tell me when. I've got my player rankings almost all set at this point. You tell point. me what you need from me, and I'll do it. Watch us and on YouTube, I will guys. Tell you State of my sports on YouTube. State of my, yeah. We're going to come out with some content. There's going to be some good stuff on that, for sure. It's not going to be podcast stuff. It's going to be YouTube stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be better than ever. It's there we go. Be YouTube stuff. Or, or the first ever. If you haven't linked to our YouTube channel yet, please do. <laughs> Give us a thumbs up. Archive it or something. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe. That's what I was looking for. Archive it. <laughs> And comment down I below. I think that's a word too. So though. our algorithms work better. I'll say that now. This is definitely share five yeah. star, like, do all of the fun things that help us. That'd be five great. Star. Thank you so much. Do you think listeners like this part of the podcast, or do you think they hate this part? Of the I podcast? don't think people listen to this part of the podcast. I think they check out. <laughs> like oh these guys suck word. at their picks. It's not yeah. valuable to me, so I think they check out at this point. Yeah, I think that's so just too. my guess. No, I'm just kidding. One last pick. Oh yeah, we do have another pick. Sorry. Your. Detroit Lions. Lions at the Falcons. Falcons are a four-point favorite. Michael, what are you doing? It's hard to go against the Lions <laughs> right now. <laughs> it is right. They're just I don't know one of the best teams in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm gonna go Falcons. Sorry. There we go. I'm going Lions for sure. Now that he's going Falcons. Make up some ground. Sam, why are you even hesitating? Yeah, take take the Lions. <laughs> I'm gonna take the Falcons. You are not. Yeah. Wait, Ryan, who did you take? I took the Lions. Oh, I wrote Falcons. He is catching me. That's why. Yeah. I'm going to take little, the Falcons. Little does he know I'm separating. What the Lions are going to do, they're going to have a really good What did good Kyle game. do? Oh, he did Lions. I forgot about Kyle. <laughs> Lions are going to be winning. I don't know why. He's around all the time. They're going to be winning by one. <laughs> and then oh, instead no. of a late last second field goal to win the last game, second they're going to last second touchdown. Lions are going to lose by six. Man, what a depressing way to live. I know. Your mind. It, <laughs> right? If you but nail that, you might want to go down to Gun Lake. Hold on. I did say the Lions were going to win last week. Yeah, you did. As a joke, but yeah, I did I, say yeah. it. <laughs> I, I didn't believe you for a second. And you didn't I didn't believe it myself. I look at my phone, and I'm like, okay, there's a letdown coming at some point. And like three minutes <laughs> oh, left, I'm like, holy crap. Turns thank out you. they were amazing. <clears throat> I was pumped. Nobody knew. They were the better team. I think they should just allow the Lions to make the playoffs instead of the Cardinals. I think whoever was playing. Oh. I think whoever was playing defense that had no idea played football. <laughs> Something called like Freeze. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a guy named like Freeze out there. Allegedly a person. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> There's so many unnamed. Maybe like Bio Freeze. I heard like this. Bio I, I heard sure. this, I heard this uh, <laughs> thing on the radio. It was like the Lions lead the league in. Who the hell is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it made me laugh so hard. Like that was perfectly said. Oh my so gosh, that that's crazy. true. And then they beat one of the best teams in the NFL. That, Allegedly, that, one of the best teams. That in the white NFL. dude was like flying around, hitting people hard. That's all I know. <laughs> Which one? Freeze. Right? Freeze. Yeah. I think you're. I remember seeing the name Freeze. I was like, wait, that's the punter we it's drafted. Like, a man, it looks like he's hurting other people's knees. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see the meme? So there's a couple that are out there that are cracking me up. One of them is. Uh, it was quarterbacks that can't beat the Lions. It was Big Ben, Kirk Cousins, <laughs> and then Kyler Murray. Like, just the very tip of his head because he's so <laughs> short. Oh, my gosh. I started dying. The other one was Kyler Murray, like, throwing a ball, and it was, like, instead of kneecaps, it was Dan Campbell's face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my I, I gosh. I saw something about Lions being, like, the most – 
the most like heavily uh i don't know loved you, memed <laughs> memed or i think like on tiktok i don't know what you say about tiktok but like they're like yeah, the i don't most, know what you call them. the highest representative on or representation on tiktok <laughs> I, gotta, I don't know I, what tiktok is i don't, know. I don't understand the people TikTok dance either. on it i did it once same did it once <laughs> i did Oh yeah, well, vacation, Sam. vacation. Yeah. yeah, vacation. Sam does some. I really, hardly remember some that. Really I crushed things. it. Yeah. So this is the this is the Dan this is the Kirk Cousins one, the quarterbacks that <laughs> can't. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna just show the camera. That's I'm hilarious. It's literally his forehead. That is so funny. <laughs> Kyler Murray, just a little guy. Ah, there you go. You can see it. Hey, hey, I'm down here. I'm down here. It's Man, me. he was frustrated so often in that game. Dude, and honestly, okay. Nobody can hear you. Oh, back His to body talk. language is awful for a quarterback. In, yeah. this, in this game, it was atrocious. But you go back to even the game against uh, the Rams that they lost. His body language. Look, I'm a big body language guy. I've talked Pitiful. about body language a lot on this podcast. I feel like mostly NHL. Penny Stool? What about Penny Stool? Penny Stool's got some great body language. Man, he that pumped right now. That dude. He knows he's and good. And then he's like hurt. And then it's like. Nope, I'm gonna stay in. Yeah, like he's he's fighting. He knows he's that good. Dude is watch out because he's pumped. He's an animal. He's psyched. What if we draft his brother? He's an animal. I wouldn't mind. Linebacker? I wouldn't mind. No, I actually that, really like that. No, the linebacker. Yeah. Really? Is he that good? Like as soon as I saw him, my brain went to. He's draft worthy. Absolutely. The, the, the guy that that sucked for us. Jared Davis. No. Well, yeah, he's he was one of them. Yeah. What? I was thinking the other, the more recent linebacker oh, yeah, we drafted. Uh, Tavai. 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 Yeah. Oh, we don't need to use a second round pick on him. That's no, the, that's yeah, the, that was yeah. the problem. If Tavai was a sixth round pick, he would have been like, "Yeah, sure, yeah, <laughs> see what you can do. He's big and strong." Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, what man? Good. Stuff. I cannot wait just to get into the draft stuff. Yeah, I think we're gonna have a good time with that. I'm pumped about it. I do have a theory though. Where are we at? What's your time? theory? My theory is up. with the Lions. Are we gonna get into this? Is it's not drafting a quarterback, and it's not. I don't want to get into. I got. I got some things up my sleeve. It's not about drafting a quarterback. <laughs> yep. We're gonna sign a quarterback. Okay. That will be our next quarterback that takes us to the Super Bowl. Hmm. That's gonna what I'm re- gonna say right here. Right are now. we gonna reveal the the signee or no? You want me to? This is Brad Holmes Jr. No, I don't think you should yet. All right. Future episode. Yeah, future episode. Let's hold on to it. I'm good with that. Is the volume up? Let's keep it. Uh, no, no, no chance. Can you get the volume? Up <laughs> I can so try. Can yeah. All right. I was about I to do the. I was about to do the outro, and I'm like, wait, we still got beer grazes to do here. So. Oh yeah. You didn't turn the volume up. I want to again remind everyone of our partner, Siciliano's Market. They're simply the best beer store in West Michigan, located on Lake Michigan, between Grand Valley State University's main campus and downtown Grand Rapids. Wherever you live in West Michigan, it is worth a short drive for what they have to offer. Whether you know what you want or you need some help from their expert staff, Siciliano's Market is the best place for that. They not only have a massive and up-to-date inventory of the best craft beers from across our great nation, they're individually priced so you can mix and match to build your own six-pack. Along with their great selection of craft beer, they have specialty wines, spirits, ciders, coffee, tea, tobacco, and cigars. They also have the largest selection of homebrew and winemaking supplies in West Michigan. We love that Siciliano's Market is part of the state of my sports family and is who we visit to help us choose our Michigan beers for each and every episode. So please check them out and let them know that we sent you. What did they help us choose this week, guys? Hey, you mess with my volume, I mess with yours. Oh. <laughs> Micah, what did they help you choose today? They helped me choose from Arvon Brewing Company, Cloud Cover. This is a New England-style IPA. It's a 7.9% beer, and it's brewed with Vic Secret, Citra, and Columbus Hops. This is a 
really good beer. Um, I, I think you may have had one or two in the past, but uh, I would highly recommend trying to find this. I don't know how available it will be because I think this is part of their Halloween series this it was, year. Yeah, yeah. But dang nabbit, this beer is really, really good for a New England style. Um, wait, 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 wait. Wait, for wait, 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 for a New England style, you say that it's like it's not one of your favorite styles. Oh, okay. I, d- I didn't mean it. Did, rank, did it come would, across I, that way to you? It would rank I'm highly. Sorry. I took I, it as I, it would rank highly against other New England styles. Okay, I took it as which like, is which is like a player ranking versus a big board. Boy, okay. all right, I should. Right. I need a mulligan on that, but uh, no mulligans here. So, um, no, this is a good beer, no matter what style it is. Um, I'm gonna give this. An eight point three. Wow, that's a, that is a very good, score. good beer. Nice. I mean, Arvon New England IPAs. No surprise. Make, makes a lot of sense. Real quick, Brian, before you you get into yours, um, Carrie did grade her Arvon uh, beer. It was Trade Whoa. Wins eight point nine. That is an incredible score. Wow, Mike, have you had that one? Trade Wins. I I you tried had it at my, it. my aunt and uncle's. I did try it. Yeah, I think I've had it too. It's, it's good. It's I, a, yeah, I, I think yeah, I think you had it the night before. My aunt and uncles. <laughs> yeah. So like for people people that don't know, like whenever we get these sours, like yeah. we're just like <laughs> we don't just drink a full sour. Like I'm just like I got it. We got to share these with people. Oh, it's so, so it's just like we just we have you know eight people at a table. We get our little glasses out we're just pouring like people are just like oh my god like i've gotten yeah. so many people hooked on arvon sours just by like let's try this oh try this people are like oh my gosh well i like the first one well i like the fifth one i like the eighth one it's like just go that's how they're, good they're just good go check them they're out good that's yeah and then you know yeah but yeah sorry me, go ahead me my turn okay yeah uh from grand armory brewing i am drinking loud this is a New England uh, New England IPA style beer, seven point oh percent alcohol. Uh, it's got disc golf all over it, so you know I'm a big fan already. Uh, a lot of bright colors and stuff. You you'd pick it out in, in a store. It looks like yeah, it's a nice looking can. Yeah, really nice looking can. In Grand Armory, I'm I, I'm a fan already. I, I like it. There's not a lot of description about the beer on the can, so I don't have any information about the hops or anything like that. I just it's seven percent. Um, it's pretty hazy. It's uh, it's really good. I I would I'm a big fan of this already. I'm gonna give this an eight two. Ooh, okay, all like right. That. That's a good score. Sam, what do you got? All right, I am drinking from uh, Haymarket Beer Co. Uh, they are in Bridgman, Michigan. We're also in Chicago, which we learned in the intros, which was a little um, awkward at times there, but we made it through it. I'm drinking hazy as lazy. Uh, which is just their, their uh, American IPA, uh, 6.6 alcohol by volume. Very, very good IPA. I could sip on these literally all day. Um, I would probably say this is a little better than all day IPA, which is crazy because I'm a big fan of all day IPA. And this is, but it's a little heavier too, so so that makes a little bit more sense. But a lot of flavor in a 6.6, very, very good beer. I'm going to go with a 7.9. Love 7.9. Love nice. it. Nine. 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 <laughs> so we're going to talk NFL Nine. draft now? What? Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk it. NFL draft? Pick is in. 
for the second overall pick. The Lions select. Detroit Lions select Kayvon Thibodeau. I would not hate it. I would not hate it at all. Aiden Hutchinson, Thibodeau, cannot go wrong. I'm okay with either of them. Either one. Either one. And honestly, I'm okay with neither of them, too, because we don't need to get into it. You know why. We talked about it earlier. Yeah, trade it back, baby. Rewind it if you need to know why. This is a fun episode. It was a fun episode. I had a good time. I think people would like it. I hope people would like it. Yeah. And if they did, I hope they would give it a five-star rating on the Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast they listen to. You know what? I want to know if people actually liked it. So just comment. Tell us, us if you liked it. Let us know. Sam, I mean, we Sam still got will people look. watching, which is good. Sam will look. It's a I, good, I won't it's look. It's a good win when people are still watching live. There you go. They're not commenting, though, other than Carrie. And we also had a YouTube person send like a link or something. Oh, we should hit the link. Careful. I'm a little nervous at that link. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Don't, yeah, do don't that. hit the link. Don't hit the uh, link. Anyways, so that life, was episode 136. The life lesson. We're moving right through. Don't hit the link. Thank you guys for recording. Thank I love bet. doing this with you guys. Really appreciate it. Thank you all for watching live, commenting. Thank you all for listening after the fact. Give it a rating. Talk to you next week, if not sooner. To the Lions, to the Tigers, to the Pistons, to Michigan and Michigan State, and everything in between. We're talking about it. And don't forget the beer. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. In the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch at State of My Sports with an MI. We'll see you next time.